We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? It is Tuesday night here on the OBR Streaming Network, and that could only mean one thing. It is time. Not very girthy. Not a girthy pop. It's time for Garage Beers. Welcome on into Garage Beers Live, episode 176. We have got an absolutely amazing episode, one of our very favorite episodes that we do every single year. We're so glad that you're joining us here live tonight. If you're not joining us live tonight, we're so glad that you're either listening to the podcast or watching on demand. We appreciate you. Welcome in. It's going to be a great time with you. As always, I'm your host, Michael Keefe. Joining me as always first on the east side of Cleveland is Chad Meyer. What's going on, Chad? And I never realized how catchy that five-minute preview video music is. Like it goes from like like it, it kind of gets you pumped up a little bit. It's like boom, but damn, it's like it like grooves a little bit. And then the last two minutes, it switches over to like seventies game show slash porn music. Yeah. It's like it's like wow. Okay, here the best way. Here we go, uh, boys. I'm doing good. You know, played nine holes after work today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to figure out the bet. The Browns are going. You know, fifteen and two. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, know. sure. You know, I'm love this. Run I'm it. pumped, dude. I am pumped. We're we're doing guarantees. We're doing guarantees yeah. tonight. Yes. Fifteen and two. Yeah, more like two uh, also, and fifteen. Reverse psychology. Yeah. You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. <laughs> also joining us down in Nashville, Tennessee, it's Joey Whalen. What's going on, Joe? I got two bones to pick. One, Mike, are you in a nursing home? Yes. I mean, you might as well put me away at this point. You might as what's, well. What's what's going on with the, at this point? The drapes in the background. I'm in a hotel. He I'm in. I'm. Himself. I'm in Maryland. Yeah, this is this is how I've decorated my place. Yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. I mean, the headboard's nice. Uh, the artwork of you're not one to talk about artwork. Secondly, welcome to the it's Hilton a Garden. Beautiful it's flower. Gorgeous. I don't want to it's hear it's gorgeous. a beautiful flower. It screams mid-century modern slash hospice care. So good for you. <laughs> the second bone to pick in our fantasy football draft, oh, Chad, you offered me. Ooh. Your 10th round pick and Justin Fields for a third round pick? Well, my 10th round pick that is you traded Justin me Fields. last year? My 10th round pick is Justin Fields. I offered you the guy that's projected to be the top five quarterback this year. Oh, uh, he's, you're so full of crap. And what? 
Check all the rankings. Check all the rankings. So so you you kept Justin Fields for a 10th round pick in our league. Yeah. You're expecting him to be a top five quarterback and you're desperately trying to trade him away. Listen, that makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Listen, I'm not, I'm not expecting him to be a top five, but everybody else is. Okay. Everybody else is. And if you were me, you would try to get back your third rounder too. So, so why not? Yeah. Why Um, not? Man, I was so nervous to hit decline because I was like, I can't hit accept on accident. Like I was so like laser focused in, hey. focused in to make sure I hit decline on that trade. It couldn't have couldn't have gone away sooner. I was like, well, because to, to be honest with you, listen, I was like, if I can get a third, if I can get my third or my fourth round pick back, I can just take Josh Allen. We're fine. <laughs> but, yeah, sure. You know, but he's yeah. not a top five quarterback, so. No, yeah, you got to keep Justin Fields because you can't have. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be number one ever. Listen. Listen, uh, hopefully, no, he surprises uh, no, I'm not, not, I'm not hopefully he surprises right. you guys. Nope. Hopefully he surprises. I don't know. Listen, we have got we have got an incredible episode. First, before we get into everything, again, if you're joining us live, welcome. If you want to be a part of the show tonight, if you want to be a part of the conversation, get over to the Twitch or the YouTube channel for the OBR. You can join the conversation there. If you are watching us live on Twitter, that's awesome. We love that you're joining us. Just remember that we can't see anything that you're doing over there. So if you're like typing or chatting or whatever, we can't see it. Uh, So get over to Twitch, get over to YouTube. If you want to be part of the show, we have got so much fun coming up later in the show. We'll probably get into some just random other stuff, but this is literally every year it's one of the it's one of the shows that we look forward to the most it's one of the special guests that we look forward to the most uh she has been on with us this is the fourth year that we are doing this or the fourth time that we are doing this which is incredible and our track record has not been great the last couple years the first year it was amazing the last couple years not great we're gonna see if we can right the ship here in year four because we are playing the brown schedule game and without any further ado as i see her in the background here we're going to bring her in from wews from channel five in cleveland she is an anchor and a sports reporter she covers the browns and she like does everything and every year we talk to her she's added like more stuff to her resume so we're excited to talk about all that stuff but let's bring her in right now it's cameron justice cameron welcome back to the garage beers podcast it's that time of year yeah this is how I know the season's getting there is when we do the, the schedule game. <laughs> Can you believe we've done this four times? It's weird. This is crazy. The fact that you put up with us for, for four years in a row now <laughs> is just a credit to you. It really we is. so much fun. <laughs> yeah, we do. We really do. Hey, we I, do. Saw your, I saw your IG story. You were at a wedding. How was it? It was great. It was in Milwaukee. So it was a bit of a drive. Uh, I worked. Obviously, the Browns played on Friday, um, and then we had the post game uh, on News Five Cleveland. So I got home roughly oh. two in the morning. And um, it was late. Yeah, and then we left. Uh, alarm went off at six to drive oh. in, uh, drive to Milwaukee, like six and a half, seven hour drive. Uh, wedding was that on Saturday evening. So I did the wedding. It was great. It was a great time. Uh, and then Sunday morning, went kind of just walked over to Lake Michigan and uh, had some cheese curds uh, <laughs> before we left because I had experience with Wisconsin, like the, the, white, the right way, and then drove seven hours <laughs> back. Fresh, f- fresh or fried? Fresh. Well, yeah. no, no. Well, it was, they were freshly fried, but they weren't like, they weren't, it was not like Culver's. Fresh we fried, were, okay. Uh, 
in plain sight is this restaurant right by the airport and it was incredible okay. they were they were cute they don't look like cheese cubes like i couldn't post the picture because it kind of just looks like little french toast bites right <laughs> no one would know what they were but they were cheese curds and they were incredible Right. Yeah. I was in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, for the first time ever last summer. And when they said fresh or fried, I was like, what, what's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they didn't ask me. They just gave me the, the there was a basket of them and it was delicious. I was not yeah. mad at it. It's, it, it's cheese. That's all that it's matters. Che- it's cheese. <laughs> yeah. This is what matters. This is what matters. Uh, all of a sudden I could go for some French toast though. That's all well, of a sudden nice. I'm feeling that. Breakfast mm. for dinner. It's the best. Mm. Agreed. Oh. Agreed. <laughs> So, Cameron, my first question for you, we didn't verify this before we came on because that's how we're pros. We're seasoned vets at this at this point. Did you bring a beverage with you tonight? I did. And normally I do like Jack and Coke or some kind of mixed drink and I don't go. We, we've like done today. mules. I think you did like a Moscow mule Moscow at one mule. point. I have a beer today. Let's Why go. Let's go. A local brewery, Ignite Brewing Company, uh, Mountain High Haze. It's a hazy IPA with uh, some citrus notes. Stone no. fruit flavors with a small backbone. Oh my god! Did you hear that, Chad? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That's a delicious hazy IPA. Softer than the shadow from the starlight is how it's described. Uh, and so I, wow, you know, that's so deep. Wow. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's like it's like I want to know the deeper story behind this now. I know. Uh, and uh, Mike, and listen, uh, I trust Cameron's judgment. I don't trust yours. So. Oh. <laughs> Oh, well, so you're an IPA guy now. So you're an no, IPA guy. No, all right. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. So uh, where do we know where Ignite Brewing is? I don't know that I've ever heard of that. They have a couple locations. Um, hold on. Let me tell you the new one. This is where this came from. Ignite Brewery. We got to get this right. Brunswick. There's what? Barberton. Brunswick is the new one. It's in also in Barberton. Oh. I feel yeah. like I live in Brunswick during the, during the fall. Chad, we're going to have to hit up Ignite Brewing. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. All right. Yeah, all right. All right, let's swing it around. Before we get into the schedule game, let's swing it around to the boys. Uh, Chad, what about you? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, Well, everyone, I've got the uh, Mexican Michelob Ultra, otherwise known as Corona Light. Just something simple. Uh, And, you know, refreshing. It's still summer. All right, I love it. So here we are. Corona Light. All right, cheers to that. We're going to have to do like a themed beer night at some point because we used to do that all the time and then we haven't done it in forever but like yeah. you know like an old man Ooh. beer night or like a we got to do that again a, a mexican yeah. lager night oh i'm in for that a corona night yeah. okay uh joe what about you what are you drinking well uh i'm bringing you uh i've actually done oh drink whiskey so on the wisconsin theme uh my wife visited her grandma in st louis uh, over the weekend and her grandma <laughs> yes, recently visited wisconsin <laughs> Uh, and brought back uh, this brandy old fashioned uh, in a can, and notably on the bottom of the can it says cheese curds not included, which I did not have any fear of cheese curds being included in a beer until they said that. <laughs> like, I hope like other Wisconsin beers don't taste like cheese. I don't know. That feels like a weird combo. But... Wait, I blacked out for a second. Did you say my wife was in Wis? Uh, my wife was in Wisconsin, so she just got back from Missouri. Like, is that what you? Just no, said? she was in St. Louis visiting her grandma, uh, oh, and her grandma okay. was recently in Wisconsin. Uh, okay. um, this is fire! This is absolutely delicious. It is literally damn good. Um, it's like very like cherry tasting, and it's not like super syrupy like other like pre-made like cocktails in a can. 
this might be one of the favorite drinks I've ever had on this show. Nice. It is. Nothing so makes me think of Wisconsin more than the, the Gateway Arch and the St. Louis Cardinals. And the cheeseburg flavored beer. Cheeseburg flavored beer. <laughs> hey, this traveled right, a long um, way to get here. I will wrap us up. Uh, I thought this one was cool. I'm in Maryland, so I always try to find something that's just out here that I might not be able to find at home. This is actually out of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and it's from a brewery called Four Score Beer Co., which I think is just really cool. Nice. So Four oh. Score Beer Co., it's a, it's a take on that artwork uh, and with uh, Abe Lincoln. And this is called the Graffiti Hazy Triple IPA. Oh, Christ. And that is just a, that's a gorgeous ten percent hazy IPA right there. Wow, so nice. Is, is that's he what letting I'm go of a balloon? Yeah, it's like the uh, the Banksy. Isn't this a Banksy like piece of artwork? But instead, it's oh, Abe Lincoln. It? Yeah, Did, like it's cool. Were balloons around? Did you say Abe Lincoln? <laughs> hey, Lincoln. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, those are our garage beers of the week. Uh, you guys keep letting us know. You guys are in the comments telling us what you're drinking. Love it. We got Blanton's. We got some rum. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Let us know what you're drinking. Let us know if you want us to go find anything. Hit the socials up, uh, and we will uh, we'll go find if you have any suggestions. But uh, to everybody watching and listening, I say cheers to everybody on the show. Cheers. And now, guys, let's do this. I'm so excited for this. It is time. We have been nonstop talking about the Cleveland Browns and the offseason and the preseason and, and Eagles practices and all that. Uh, but now it's time for us to get into the schedule game. It's finally time for us to put all that stuff aside and let's figure out what we are going to do this year. Let's figure out what we think the Cleveland Browns are going to do. And let's put this up the schedule right there oh. for the Cleveland Browns. And let's just get right into it. Uh, so let's start with week one. And it's the game that everybody's so excited about. It is that man right there. Oh, man. Fashionable Joe Burrow. Maybe. The Cleveland Browns. Uh, it sounds like he's, I mean, they seem pretty confident that he's they playing. Let's just assume that he's playing. <laughs> Does anybody else think he looks like he drives a DeLorean in this picture? <laughs> he looks like um, he looks like the guy from Christmas Vacation. Yeah, like uh, he looks like he's like be the, an MC the, oh, the neighbor. He's the neighbor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the Browns at home opening up the season in just a few weeks against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cameron, what's going on with you? Why? What's going on, Chad? Why is the carpet all wet, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, we were literally just talking about this like five minutes ago. I don't know, Margo. <laughs> yeah. Cameron, week one, Browns Bengals. Give us your thoughts on this matchup. Week one, I'm going to go ahead and give this Browns going to start with a win again this season. They broke the that drought, that 18-year drought. And, you know, I think they play the Bengals really well. Um, I think I, in my brain, they probably split the season. Uh, and they're at home. And Joe Burrow, even if he plays, maybe his calf is a little sore. So I say the Browns come out hot on this one kind of piece it together, have some fun getting on the field early, especially the defense. They were excited for a preseason game, just one or two op like opening series. Uh, so I think they come out with a, a fire uh, week one. And I, I do think they beat the Bengals in week one, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game. I love it. Yeah, I love it. All right. Uh, so Cameron gives it a win. Joe. I'm going to give it a loss. First game of the season. 
Uh, I think, uh, you know, everything sounds too good to be true right now with the Browns. And I, I think in general, like it's a very favorable, favorable schedule year for the Browns. And it's going to be tough to pick some losses because there's some, some pretty bad teams are playing. Um, but I, I don't think that they put it all together right out of the gate. I think that uh, they slip at home uh, week one. All right. So we got a win. We got a loss. Chad, send it over to you. Uh, you know, every, every now and then, I mean, a, any star quarterback, well, most star quarterbacks, just, there's just a team that just has their number, right? And and yeah, the Browns oh yeah. that, and the Browns are that team for Joey Burrow. So, yeah, I, I think the Browns come out and and they win. They they come with a huge opening week one, uh, and mainly because the Browns have to be ready to play. I mean, these first four or five games are probably the toughest on their schedule. So we're going to find out what the Browns are made of. And I yeah, I think they come out and they they handle the Bengals forty nine three. Let's go <laughs> forty nine to three. Uh, yeah, listen, the Browns broke a streak last year uh, when they got that win week one in that game that we all wanted to win so bad. And it really felt like it was going to set them off onto something and it just didn't. Uh, but I like what I'm hearing. Uh, Cameron, you've been to camp a lot. Uh, you, you've been you've been watching their practices. Obviously, I love what I heard out of their situation in Philadelphia. It's very different than what we heard last year when they did the joint practices with Philadelphia where those couple of days, it was just the Eagles just blew the doors off the Browns in every facet of those practices. It sounds like the Browns have been much more competitive in those practices. There's much more of a fire behind them. It's been a very, you hate to say even practices because <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but they've certainly been uh, uh, a much tougher practice opponent for the Eagles than what they sound like they were last year. I love everything going into this. And frankly, guys, I think they need it. Uh, I think they need it because, again, Joe, you said there are some teams on the schedule that you, you don't think are terribly difficult opponents. At the same time, I think momentum and confidence are going to be really important for the Cleveland Browns this year because there's so much riding on, can you guys actually do this or not? And so I think they're going to come out and make a statement week one, and I think they're going to get a win against the Cincinnati Bengals as well. So, isn't, there, isn't there a home opener uh, streak to like like a, a first game at home home opener streak going on? I think the I think the last time they went a, an opener at home was against the Ravens in like 1942. There we go. Yeah, perfect. So we can end that streak. There we go. 49-3. One and zero. Wow. Now, Cameron, real quick, just to go back to what I was talking to, and we'll just throw some random Browns questions in here at you. But obviously, covering camp, uh, I'm sure you've had your kind of your finger on the pulse of what's been going on uh, with the Eagles. Uh, whoa. Hold on. Sorry. Whoa. Okay. There you go. Don't do All that. All right. Uh, uh, just kind of give us your thoughts at this point through camp and what you heard about the Eagles. Just kind of give us your thoughts on where this team stands as opposed to maybe last year. Yeah. I mean, I think this year there is compared to last year, there is more of a focus and more of uh, an emphasis on executing early. Um, I think that from what I've seen, from OTAs and mini camp to training camp now, this the implementation of what they're trying to do has translated in different ways. Now, it obviously has to translate into a regular season game for it to come to fruition. But even like I, like I was saying, that preseason game, you have Obo Okoronkwo making plays out there, getting excited, having that energy. Jeremiah Usukoromoa doing the same thing out there. 
the fact like they the fact that they're getting pressures you got Maurice Hurst getting a sack like that Mike Ford getting in there and sharing that sack like that kind of pressure on the quarterback and the excitement that is felt when you do it when you make a tackle for loss when you get a sack they felt that and it was just a couple series and they already were feeling that and they were able to execute that in a preseason game that does translate to a field in some capacity so I don't know for me and then seeing you know everything that's coming out of Philly and they're they're neck and neck competitive holding their own it shows that what they are trying to do and what they've been learning throughout all of this and and what Jim Schwartz has been working with especially on the defense is actually happening and they 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 know that this is something that they can be excited about they feel and they're bought in to the whole thing and you're seeing it happen it's it's that that easy exciting just just go get them go get them energy and i so that's why i really do think that it and i don't know what it's going to turn into i don't know if it's sustainable but i think week one i think that's what's so exciting about this is they are all so bought in on the defense especially that I just think they come out and they they wreak havoc like what Jim Schwartz wants them to. Now, offensively, I think from training camp and everything, that's where oh, just a couple question marks. There's been some ups and some downs as Deshaun Watson works with his receivers, but there's been a lot of good. And Elijah Moore is one of those really, really good things where you're like, okay, they have the components here to be able to put something special together. It's just whether he's able, Deshaun Watson is able to connect with his receivers in a consistent enough way for it to count uh and so that's what remains to be seen but there's always promise every year but this year it does it it feels different it looks a little different and i think there is more of a game plan and and more of a vision than in years past there's a very clear cut this is what it's supposed to look like and then that's exciting because that means that they have a path to follow now they just have to actually get on board with it how yeah. uh valuable is it and i know everything with preseason and especially the games in preseason, you, you kind of take with a grain of salt, but how valuable is it that we play both contending teams? Ooh, don't put me on the big screen like that. Uh, put both take, the contending taking. teams from the previous Super Bowl in a single preseason leading up to the start of the season. Is there any, any value with that? Or does that, does that give you any type of, you know, early real competition and, and, things of that nature yeah absolutely it absolutely does i think that's huge for them the fact that they're going against philly a team that they have had joint practices with before and a team that is a super bowl contender and has all of the talent in the world just in practices alone it, it's the preseason is what it is a little bit because you know the, the browns are starting dorian thompson robinson at quarterback you're not getting the starters going against each other in that game but at practices you've got the individuals you've got the starters going against the starters and getting those individual drill reps against them. That's huge. <laughs> okay. Let me not do that all the time. But <laughs> that is a, that is more of it. I'm sure that's an insult to us. I mean, but I really hey, welcome think, back, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I think the fact that you can go one-on-one with these guys, these talented rosters, it is invaluable and it does it makes you want to play better than them and one up them. Even if it's not full on full speed game action, it's still that I want to be better than him because everyone says that he's the best. So I'm going to be better than him. I'm going to beat him yeah. out. And I do think that that, that does instill a level of competition and fire 
before you even hit the regular season. And I think that's, this is, it's great for the Browns. It's great for all the teams involved, but it's mm-hmm. really great for the Browns to be able to start off and get the ball rolling before it matters. It's huge. Now, yeah. Cameron, what have you, pers- what have you personally seen uh, from the new guys out there, whether it be from, you know, leadership, whether it be, you know, a presence uh, you know, on their feet on the field, like their personality wise, like, a, you know, guys like Juan Thornhill, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Elijah Moore, like what, what are the differences you see from them being on the field this year, as opposed to, you know, the the roster last year? Yeah. Juan Thornhill, you brought his name up. And I think that's a big one because he is very vocal and, you know, John Johnson was vocal too. And this is not a knock to John Johnson. I wish him the best. Um, But John Johnson was very vocal, but then didn't always have the ability to back it up on the field. Juan Thornhill is all over the fields in training camp. He is executing the way that he's supposed to be. And I think that is huge. He backs up the talk with action and allows some of these younger guys uh, and, and some of these newer guys to see like, hey, I was on a Super Bowl team and this is what I'm doing out here. I've just made that play. You go make that play. He's getting chippy with the offense, making them go harder at them. Uh, and there's a lot of bit back and forth between the offense and defense. That's, that's huge, I think. I love that kind of fire. And then, you know, there's there's a ton of different – the new guys have just so many different attributes to them that this team didn't have before. You've got guys like Zadarius Smith. He's not a huge, huge vocal leader. He's out there. He's vocal. The energy that he brings and the effort that he puts into every single drill, every single rep, it's you, you can see it. You can hear it, and you can see guys competing. The defense has competitions between the two on the sleds. Who can get there faster? Who can push harder? And they're pushing each other to excel. Or Okoronkwo, and what he brings is on the field. He's also he's having fun out there, uh, and he's he's a really good teammate, I think. But to me, what impresses me the most about him is what on the field he is quick. He is super elusive. You can just see him, just the spin moves he has, the way he works around his opposition. He is, he doesn't quit. There's no, there's no quit on it. And it's, it's really great to see on the offensive side of the ball. You got like Elijah Moore leading by example, kind of quiet, a little flashy, but like a little quiet uh, nonetheless. Uh, But he's out there every day and he's just wanting to be better than he was the day before. You can see every single one wanting to be all over the place and wanting to do it well. If something goes wrong, he's back out there. He runs his route better and he gets that separation. He gets open. Ex- so. Exactly the opposite of what people said about him coming in. Yeah. I mean, right. exactly the opposite. So fast could be the biggest pickup for the Browns. I think should he stay healthy and, and the Browns are able to use him the way they have used him through training camp. He is going to be, a star in Cleveland. People are going to be very excited about Elijah Moore. It's all training camp, but right now he is the train camp. He's an absolute training camp hero, training camp star. And he just, you saw it. It was a little, just, just, just a bit, but in that preseason game, that's what Mm. he does. That's what he's able to do. That early connection with Deshaun Watson and the versatility that he's able to bring on the field. You don't know what they're going to do with him. So I think there's so many different additions to this roster that have helped fuel the leadership that have helped fuel the competition and have helped fuel the energy within the building. I really, really like what they've done with the roster. And there is not one addition on here where I'm thinking to myself, like, "Mm, should, should they have taken a chance on him? Everybody, it just, it makes sense. And it's coming together really nicely. Now 
regular season's coming around, but so far, so good for the Browns, really. All right, so all that backup to go back into the fact that three of the four of us picked the Browns to win week one against the Bengals, and it's for a lot of those reasons. It's for a lot of the good things that we heard coming out of camp. Now let's go back into the schedule game. Let's go to week two. The first time the Browns are doing the whiteout uniforms is going to be Monday Night Football, and it's going to be in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So let's talk about this one. Week two against the Steelers. Cameron. You know what? I hate to, because it seems a little crazy with how these years have gone, but I but I got to go another win. I think they're going to start 2-0. One, they're going to win because, you know, the fresh gear. They love the fits. They're very clean. Everyone's a big fan. You feel good. You play good. Look good. Feel good. Play good. That's how it goes. I think that's a big part of it. But honestly, I think the Steelers are, to me, with everything that's happened, probably the bottom tier uh, of the AFC North to me. I, I think they, please. Yeah, I think they should please. absolutely win that yeah. game. And... And the game is on News 5, so... <laughs> well, whoa, a little promotion there. We, we, I, you know, a little plug in there. The game's on News 5. We win games on News 5. You and John you a, Dolph you a, in that stadium at the desk? Let's go. <laughs> do you get, a, you get a little bump in the paycheck when you when you promote the, the station on the Garage Beer you know, podcast? I do, I, do it, I do it for my own, just out of the kindness of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cameron's got the Browns starting 2-0. Uh, I'm going to skip Joey for a minute. Chad, what do you think? Oh, I love this defense, and I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett. I think the Browns take this one in a low-scoring game, 21-6. Ooh, all right. Uh, I'm doing the same thing. I don't, I don't know how this game is going to go for me at this point. <laughs> I'm a little nervous that it's just going to be 17-0, and and then I'm going to bed. Uh, but uh, I, I do think this is the crash year for the Steelers. I, I think this is... I, I feel it. I feel like last year was their winning culture, just clinging them into a winning season. I think it gets broken uh, this year. And I think the Browns, I think the Browns destroy them. Cause I, like you said, Cameron, I think there is just going to be something about Monday night football, Pittsburgh, but the Browns are out there looking sweet like that in their new uniforms. I think they're going to be feeling it. So, so now three of us have them going two and zero to start the year. Joe, you gave him a loss week one, so let's bring it back to you. What do you think about I'll, week two? I'll start by saying Pittsburgh does not deserve the unveiling of these uniforms. So I think that's an atrocity. Uh, the city does not deserve to see that before the home fans do, and that's just complete bullshit. Uh, with that being said, I think it's a Steelers smackdown. I think that the Browns are just going to come out on top. It's going to be. It's just. I agree with you, Mike. It's just not. It's the year that the the steel curtain finally collapses. Um, I, I think that uh, it, it'll probably be relatively low scoring, but the Browns will win it pretty handily. All right. So we've we've picked eight times. We've got seven wins and one loss. So I love where this is going. I love where it's going. Uh, everybody picks the Browns to win on Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh week two. Then you come back week three, back home against the Tennessee Titans uh and so i'm really interested in this one because i think people have so many mixed feelings about the titans so let's see what everybody thinks about the browns the titans in cleveland week three cameron you know this is i think the browns may be riding that high at 2-0 come back home get a little coasty i think the titans are a pretty good team right uh i think they play very tough 
And I do think they squeak this one over the Browns. The Browns get their first loss at home against the Titans week three. All right, Joey. Uh, it's tough because, you know, there's not a lot of marquee names on the Titans aside from, you know, Derrick Henry, obviously. Um, but I think Mike Vrabel uh, always puts out well-coached teams and, and they can put almost anybody out there and they'll be somewhat competitive. Uh, however, I think that the Browns are taking this one as well. I think if, 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 you know, you can pull 180 on the run defense this year um, and and slow down Derrick Henry. You're not going to stop him, but slow him down. Um, I don't think they have enough offensive firepower to keep up with the Browns in this one. So uh, uh, we're going Browns win here. All right, Chad. They decimated their defense and they're breaking in uh, whatever sort of quarterback that they're 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 doing. They have a mid quarterback <laughs> situation there, and I just think uh, imagine if Will Levis started this game. <laughs> I, I, oh, I think let's go. I, I think Derrick Henry's probably going to run for like 180 yards in this game, but the Browns still take it 28 to two. <laughs> That's right. With 180 yards for Derrick Henry. That's right. That's right. In the, in You're, the welcome. Safety. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Uh, I think I, I, I think the Tennessee Titans suck. I, I mean, I, I just, I look at the roster and I go, I think defensively they'll be able to kind of keep themselves in some games, but this very much to me feels like a six win team in Tennessee. Uh, Derrick Henry, uh, you know, we'll see. He's, he's got to be approaching that cliff, especially at the amount that he gets used. We'll see if he can still maintain the level. I think it is a good test for the Cleveland Browns revamped defensive line and run defense and defensive scheme. Uh, when you've got Derrick Henry, this will be, you know, you got Najee Harris week two, but Derrick Henry is the big back on that front part of the schedule. That's going to really test whether or not they did enough to address the run defense uh, and, and how they're going to approach it. But man, I just, you guys all know how I feel about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I, I just, unless the Cleveland Browns come out and lay an egg in this one, I just cannot see them losing this game. So I'm giving them a win. That's why I gave them so, a loss. Right, it's because it seems so obvious that they'll they get the win. Lose, they, will, they will lay an egg at some point. I know. What I know. Early. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't pick this one. I just. I can't pick a Ryan Tannehill team. I, I can't. I can't do it. All right. So let's move on to the following week, week four, against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and a test against a team that's also kind of revamped itself. Uh, Lamar Jackson, hopefully for their sake, healthy. Uh, you got Odell Beckham coming back into Cleveland. Uh, you still got a good Ravens defense. And so, Cameron, you've got the Browns losing to Tennessee week three. How do you see them bouncing back week four at home against the Ravens? It's going to be tough. I, I think this is probably one of the toughest games that they'll play this season. One, because I think the Ravens are a very tough team. I, I like what they've done this offseason to – bring in pieces. It seems like they were just working nonstop, very much like the Browns, uh, but just in, in different fashions. They addressed a lot of their needs. Some of them were with players that may or may not, like Odell is one of them. He, he could give you something incredible, right? Or he could just right. not ever come back from that. Or two catches for 16 yards. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there's a, they, I think they did that with a lot of players. They got some guys in there that are names and that have made plays, but will they be able to 
sustain a full season remains to be seen. I do think that first game, though, it's early in the season. I think they're going to be relatively healthy, and I think it's going to be tough. I think the Browns win that one. I'll give them a win. I think it's going to be neck and neck. It's going to be very chippy. But, you know, they got to show up. They got to show Odell, like, hey, we moved on without you. We don't need you. We got Elijah Moore now. (laughs) We've got Amari Cooper. These are the wide receivers of our future. Um, But it's going to be, you know what? Dare I say it. May come down to a kick. Oh, no. (laughs) And I don't know if you guys know it. I'm not out on KD York. Everyone's out on KD York. I'm not on Don't be out on KD York yet. You guys need to relax. Everyone I'm just nervous, Kim. I'm just nervous. Don't be nervous. Here are two things that are going to happen. One, he will continue to struggle, and it's and even in his struggles last season, was over 75%, I believe, uh, of his field goal attempts. And that's his rookie year. And there were more field goal attempts made, yes, than a certain kicker uh, in his rookie season. But... Cade York had a higher percentage field goal percentage in his rookie year than our beloved Phil Dawson did his rookie year. These are things that take time. He was a baby. He is still a baby. He is in his second year. Patience is a virtue. If we are out on these kickers right now and you want to kick Cade York to the curb, then you're going to have to get a new kicker. And who's going to be able to do that? And then what are you going to do when he is on another team excelling because you didn't wait enough time? Don't be out on Cade York yet. He missed two preseason kicks. Life goes on. If we are we if we are here in week four and he misses that game winning kick again, <laughs> then then I will change my tune. But right now, I think that everyone's getting a little panicky, uh, and I'm not panicked. And I think this could be the big game that shows that he can take that next step uh, against you know the best kicker in the league. Show him up. Make a kick on him. I'm gonna call that Cade York game. Yo, we're calling this. We're calling Cameron's calling this the Cade Ooh. York game. Okay, all right. Ooh. So we got a win from Cameron in Week Four at home against Baltimore. Joe. Yeah, I I completely agree. I'm on the same page uh, as Cameron here on this. I I think that it's gonna be an incredibly tight, hard fought game. It's gonna come down to a kick or a miss on somebody's part, but I think that the Browns uh, are gonna come out on this one. All right, so Joe's got him a win. Chad, you got the Browns a three and zero. What do you got here in Week Four? Yeah, you know me. I'm. I mean, it's my philosophy against the Ravens hasn't changed. Uh, you know, going into the years, I will never pick them to 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 beat the Ravens to sweep the season series against the Ravens, and they always seem to play better against the Ravens in Baltimore uh as opposed to at home so i'm gonna give the browns their first loss of the season this year a a tight one uh like you said cameron a kicker game and uh yeah justin tucker wins it ravens three nothing first loss all right so you chad's giving him a loss i'm gonna follow on board with chad uh yeah listen uh they're not gonna go (laughs) they're not going 17 and 0 and this is certainly shaping up to be one of the more difficult games again you start off two division uh, opponents. Uh, then you play a, a team that I don't think is going to be great, but certainly probably a pretty physical team under Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. I just think heading into the bye week an early bye week uh, for the Browns, um, I, I see them coming out and maybe laying one of those eggs in this game. Uh, they're not going to be sharp every week. They're not going to be successful every week. And I think the Ravens are a good enough team to take advantage of that. So I'm going to give the Browns their first loss and send them to three and one on the year. 
So that takes us into the bye week, where just to update us, uh, Cameron, you, me, and Chad have the Browns, uh, and Joe, we all have the Browns at three and one through the bye. Now, listen, I, I love taking these little breaks here. Uh, Browns are three and one in the bye with the schedule that they have to start Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Tennessee. But apparently the bye week is dominating the Browns. I'm well, I mean, with the Johnny documentary and all that, like this is this is too good. I could not put this up here. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. If the Browns are sitting at three and one, oh, we lose Cameron. Oh, we'll have to wait for yeah. Cameron to come back. No, but died. If the Browns are, what'd you say? I said computer might have died. Yeah, that's okay. If the Browns are three and one through the bye in the first four, I'm thrilled. Like, I am absolutely yeah. thrilled. Same here. Same here. Are you guys enjoying my scores? <laughs> I do. I hope you continue. I hope you've got scores for every matchup. Yeah, of course I do. Of course I'm going to have scores for every matchup. All right, good, 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 good. Uh, all right, so um, we're going to wait just a minute on Cameron coming back uh, because she should be back anytime soon. I think just a little technical issue there, but we'll wait for her to come back uh, as we get into the rest of the schedule. Oh, there she is. She's back. Hey, Sorry. Cameron, welcome back. Hey, Cam. Hello. Cameron took a bye week. That was my life. <laughs> yeah. You feeling yeah, refreshed? And, and you feeling refreshed? Ready to go? No, and if we're doing the schedule game and coming out of it, you're not going to like what comes next. Oh, yeah, God. well, I don't think a lot of people are. But uh, Mick the Dog saying the same thing. If you're three and one after three division games, uh, we're happy. So yeah. uh, let's move on to the next game. And this is going to be a huge challenge early yeah. in the season for the Cleveland Browns. Again, at home, the Browns have a pretty home-heavy schedule to start the season. Uh, at home against the San Francisco 49ers, a team that was really pushing for the Super Bowl last year until basically their entire team got hurt. Uh, uh, quarterback is still a question. Brock Purdy heading into the season is unsure uh, whether he's going to start. They're playing a lot of Trey Lance. But you're talking about Debo Samuel. You're talking about George Kittle. You're talking about Christian McCaffrey. You're talking about a rock-solid defense uh, uh, with Nick Bosa and the crew. Uh, it's a really, really tough test coming for the Browns here. So, Cameron, what do you think is going to happen here in this game against the Niners? Ooh, 49ers defense is rough. And I think they yeah. will definitely uh, <laughs> give a test. I, I, I think that I like the Browns a little more this year than I would have last year against them, but I don't think the Browns take this one. I think the 49ers upset them a little bit. I don't know. If you, it's not an upset. Just beat them. Cool. <laughs> it wouldn't be upsetting. It would be exactly <laughs> what you would, you would expect. But it, it's a bummer because it's at home, and I think that with, if it goes the way I think it will, they'll have a strong start to the season. They'll have the bye week. And they'll come out of it, and people will be very excited. This will be a little bit more of a bummer than it would normally feel like to get this loss. But I, it's not the end of the world, but I do think the 49ers take this one over the Browns. All right, so Cameron has the Browns taking their second loss of the year. Joey? I'm going to also give them a loss for this game, I think. Yeah, that, that defense is just absolutely incredible. It's, it's going to be a really tough test. Uh, a good early test, I, I think, that I like this part of the season to play a team like this. Um, you know, I, I don't think you see uh, aside from maybe the Ravens anywhere near as strong of a defense uh, as the 49ers. So I, I like getting kind of that under their belt at this point in the season, but it's, I think this is a loss. All right, Chad. 
You know, the Browns still haven't given up a touchdown for me in my season yet. Uh, <laughs> I think this I think this uh, has all the makings of a defensive struggle uh, for me. I, I think both defenses are going to shut these offenses down. Despite all of the talent that both of these offenses have, I just think these defenses are too good. So, uh, But I, th- I, I will give the edge just because of uh, kind of the, the – the, Kind of the the longer these guys have the 49ers offense has been together longer. So I'm I, I'm gonna give the Browns a loss here. Five to two. Here we go. Five to <laughs> two. Still no touchdowns. Three and two. All right. We're going losses across the board. I'm gonna give them a loss too. I I just think the 49ers are I think even if the Browns are the <clears throat> premier version of what they think we hope they can be. I think this 49ers team is still a team. They could beat the 49ers, but I think this is still a 49ers team that could get them. Uh, It's such a deep, talented team everywhere. It's a deep, talented team everywhere. I mean, we're talking about us practicing against the Eagles. We're talking about an Eagles team that went to the Super Bowl, an Eagles team that are the darling picks to go back to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. And it, it basically took the 49ers to all basically collapse at the same time. Uh, Mm -hmm. for the Eagles to beat them in the playoffs last year. Uh, So again, I'm not sold on Brock Purdy. I think the Browns defense can, can make life tough on him, but I think the uh, Niners are a a deep enough team to come into Cleveland and give the Browns a loss. So I'm going to, I'm going to, if we have Cade York, if we have Cade York, are we back on Cade York? Yeah, we are kicking the game winning field goal against the Ravens going into the bye week as, as kicking Jesus but misses so, 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 so early i do want to ask him, why are you guys so out on him so early no no, no. Just, okay so i'm probing but he misses so I, the game when he field goal on a 12 to 10 game oh no that's a tough How, what one. do we feel about him after that 12 to 10 well that's rough i'm not i'm not <laughs> a uh, kid here, listen cameron it, it, there's 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 two <laughs> things one i think kicking is I don't think we talk about it enough as a position that has to get developed into. Mm-hmm. It's very rare for really young kickers to come out and just be studs. But you see it all the time. You see guys that were kind of crappy earlier in their career that turn into really good kickers. So it's not, I, I don't want to say I'm out on Cade York as could he have a really good career in the NFL? No. But am I out on the fact that they drafted him knowing that it's just really, it's a super adjustment for these dudes to come into the NFL yeah, I, I wouldn't have taken. I wouldn't have made that draft pick again. The other thing that puts me out on him a little bit, though, his his kicks aren't. He's not missing in a consistent fashion. Sometimes he is hooking the shit out of the ball. Sometimes the ball is going straight and then like diving off to the right. It seems like there's a lot of times where he doesn't know where his ball is going right now, and that's a little bit scary. Look at the preseason games, though. These these two misses that he's had. It's the same kick. It's the same miss. That's fine with me. That's easily adjusted. There's no problem there. It's it's just shy right. It's the same kick. And I and I I think that takes less adjustment and more of just kind of figuring out where where your foot needs to go, where you're at when you when you hit the ball. I, and I don't think that that's necessarily that's not his process. That's just getting adjusted to where he's at, and try, probably trying to take in a lot of last year too. Now, if he, again, if he comes out in the regular season and and there's issues and it's the same thing and nothing's being done to fix it, well, I might have some problems. But if we, I think the 
all of the vitriol against him has been last year when he missed those two kicks in one game. That's rough. That's really tough. But his, his field goal percentage wasn't 42%. <laughs> yeah. It, was, you know, you know, the other thing though, it, it, it's, 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 you've got a young guy and a kicker again, like I said, a lot of times has to be developed and this is not a Browns team that has time to develop a kicker. This is, this is going for a year. We can't be, this Browns team can't be having a kicker that costs them points. And so that's, it's not a Cade York thing per se, but it's situationally, you need a consistent guy out there that the Browns have to be able to rely on a kicker this year. That I will, I will agree with that. It is, it's a win now, but it's also a win now. And also there's win next year. And then one year, when you're after that too. So is there for Kevin Stefanski though? Uh, I think there is win now and and we'll see what happens depending on where the how the season goes it's maybe win next year too maybe I, there's, the seat's warmer for sure absolutely but I don't know that it's on fire right no, now. no I agree but if you're Kevin Stefanski you're feeling that seat warm right he should be that's good for him yeah. I, I like it put the hot put the hot seat on because it makes I love seat warmers yeah it makes you want to succeed a little bit more urgently <laughs> not yes. that you need it you should you should just kind of just have that all ready to go but yeah. and to take to take Kate's side a little bit here too there is a problem uh kicking in the nfl right now i mean it, it seems like ever since they moved the extra point back it, it feels like kickers are having consistency issues yeah. so it, it's what's that i'm sorry preston right here this is actually another another point that i was going to make and i see it in the comments that is something that is being worked through right now. They are, they, there's definitely been um, an adjustment for them working with each other. Oh, oh, well, get the hell out of here, Bajorquez. No, Bajorquez, oh, is, no, <laughs> Bajorquez is a good punter, but he has had issues in the past with his holding. <laughs> and and I, I yeah. do think that that is a small part. It's not all of it. Katie York has to have some accountability here, and he's a young kicker developing, but... That is absolutely there are there are intricacies. So I would really love to see as this preseason. I'm not don't cut Cade York tomorrow. That everyone wants to cut Cade York tomorrow. Don't cut Cade York tomorrow. Let Bubba Ventrone work with these two together. Let him work with Cade York. Let Cade work York work with his kicking coach from back home and let figure it out. And if you are in the regular season and you are losing games in week four, well then. Well then, let's make an adjustment. But if and let, if your season is fine, if your schedule like the schedule game works out the way that we think, and they've got a strong start, yeah, and the defense isn't giving up a touchdown, it, it, <laughs> right? Come down to. I love the passion. I love the passion here. I feel like if we keep going, we're going to be talking about Cade York at one o'clock in the morning. I, know, I, know. I am not ready for that. I'm not prepared for that. So. Let's move on. Again, we've all got the team taking a loss to the San Francisco 49ers at home which then sends them on the road to face somebody that a lot of people think is going to be the, one of the most, if not the most exciting young player in all of football and just named the starter for the Indianapolis Colts, Anthony Richardson, uh, the rookie QB, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, and, uh, and whoever else is on their team besides Jonathan Taylor and the Jim Irsay feud and all that stuff. Uh, but let's talk about it. Cameron Browns, Colts, Browns coming off a loss. He is a very ex intriguing quarterback to me. And I think that he may play very electric this season. But I think that Miles Garrett 
does a number on rookie quarterbacks. And I think Justin Miles Garrett. Yeah. I mean, look, look what happened in the Jets game where he just took quarterback out after quarterback out after quarterback out. I think this is a game <laughs> yes. where he sees him. Miles Garrett's eyes light up and him paired with Zadarius Smith, I think really does give him a boost. And I think that that the pass rush here in this game is really what they want it to be. And they get to work on it. And, and, and I re I think that the Browns win this one maybe pretty big. Um, and this is, this is a defensive shining moment. This is a game where they all get to have fun. And, and I think, I think that Browns fans would have fun watching the defense. This is where Jim Schwartz's defense can come into full force and, and, and really show up and show out and could really set a tone for the rest of the season too. I think this is that pivotal game where they just really, really put it together. I think they'll be fine throughout the regular season and they'll, they'll come out the way that they, the way they want to, but I think this is that next level possibility game for what Jim Schwartz is trying to get them to do. Joey. Yeah, I think um, they're going to be coming out pretty pissed after a loss to San Francisco in this game. I think if you're a Browns fan and you're like, wow, it's the same old shit every year. Um, no, look at the Colts. That's what we used to be. And uh, we're just going to smack them. It's going to be three interceptions, three sacks. Uh, we're going to put up some big numbers in this game. And I think we, uh, we, we win this one pretty handily. The Colts yeah. suck. The Colts <laughs> suck. The, the Browns are going to win this game. And, and, and I mean, yeah, it's like everything you guys just said, just to piggyback off a defense is probably going to dominate. Uh, and, and the Browns just are going to win this game. 10, seven. Let's go. First touchdown. Browns get up the first seven. touchdown. Browns get up the first touchdown. <laughs> All right. Did you say how bad the Colts are? And then you say 10-7? Yeah, I'm giving them the touchdown. 10-7. Let's go. Woo! Four and two. Right. Four and two on the year. Yeah. Listen, I, I've got the Browns losing the two games before this against Baltimore and San Francisco. Uh, I've got them bouncing back here against the Colts. I really, I think this could be a very difficult game defensively because – if Anthony Richardson can beat you or can, can make plays with his arm, uh, we know what he can do with his legs. We know what Jonathan Taylor can do. And so very similar to what other teams are going to have to deal with, with Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb being able to run the ball and then having to account for Deshaun throwing the Browns are going to have to account for uh, Richardson uh, throwing the ball. But I just, I, you know, I think part of the knock on him is he's not quite polished enough yet uh, to be ready to go in the league. So uh, I think the defensive line feasts, I think, uh, uh, I think this could be a turnover prevalent game and I give this to the Browns all day. So a clean sweep across the board for the Cleveland Browns against the Indianapolis Colts, which will then take us again on the road way out to the Pacific Northwest against one of the surprise teams from last year. Certainly one of the surprise players in Geno Smith, but the Cleveland Browns head out to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. So after a win against Indianapolis, Cameron, how do you have them faring in this game? Oof going to be a tough one. West Coast time, big old travel, and Geno Smith. I really enjoy Geno Smith. I'm, I'm a big Geno Smith guy. Uh, I think that the Seahawks, I think this is going to be a fun year for them. Uh, the same kind of energy that I think the Browns have, not for the same reasons, but you knew uniforms they've got geno smith back and they they were able to put something together with him and i think they're really riding on that and i like i like what they are offering this season the energy levels and and their potential i think that they'll get past the browns on this one the browns take another loss in seattle 
Um, I think, I mean, the receiving core that Seattle's put together uh, is absolutely dynamite. I think they're absolutely lethal out there. I do not think it's a given that Geno Smith has as good of a year as he had last year. Um, I really hope he does because I really love his story and I'd like the Seahawks. Um, but I, I think the Browns can squeak this one out in the West Coast. I think we're going to pull a little surprise and, and actually do well <laughs> playing on that side of the country for once. So is that a win? Do, are we calling that a win then? <laughs> yeah, what is it? Yes, that's a win for the Browns. It's playing well. <laughs> they're they're right. playing well, and they're going to win this game. Wow. Thought squeak this one out and fly to win, but uh, they're going to win. Uh, Geno Smith's got to prove to me that he's not a one-hit wonder. It took him, what, 12 years to figure out how to play quarterback in the NFL? Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to buy into the hype. Uh, he's got to show it to me this year. I think the Browns win this one. Uh, let's go 28-9, to nine, three field goals. For this wow. Wow. Two. Let's go. All right, 28-9. to nine. I love this. Uh, all right, so let's see here. Uh, and then for me, give me a second here. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking for reasons to give this a loss to the Browns, to be honest with you. West Coast trip, all that. I'm looking for reasons to give this a loss. I, I just don't know if I see it. I love the receivers for Seattle. I know they're trying to revamp the running backs. I just don't, I don't know if they've got the line. I don't know if they have the overall team defense. I, I, everything about me is just saying the Browns are going to get to Geno Smith. They're going to make his life miserable. And I'm giving it a win. I'm I'm giving it a win. So I, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to not do it. So, all right, Cameron, uh, I know you just you just sent us a message that you got to get running here, and that's going to make everybody sad. But we're going to go through the rest of the schedule game. However, I want to hear the rest of your schedule really fast, just like win okay, loss, win loss, that. win loss. Okay, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And if you guys have me back on, I'll explain why I gave you these answers. And I, I hate to run, but. Uh, no worries. Stuff happens. Stuff comes up and uh, you got to take care of it. So let's go back to the schedule slide here real quick and let's just get Cameron's real quick breakdown of the rest of the game. So after they go to Seattle, they come home against the Cardinals. Home against the Cardinals. Cardinals have been playing far too many video games. Browns beat them. <laughs> it's a good win for the Browns in Cleveland. And then we got, we got next Ravens next at Baltimore. At Baltimore, and they should win that one, but I'm going to have them split. I think the Ravens will maybe figure them out a little bit, play them a little tougher. I gave them the win at home. I'm going to give them the loss on the road. All right, after that, home against Pittsburgh. All right, they should sweep the Steelers. Again, I think the Steelers are at the basement this year. Um, I really think that this should be the year that they are. And And now to the golden toilet against Russell Wilson. You know, I think they're dysfunction. I I think they're dysfunction in a in a in a bottle. I, they've got some piece like Russell Wilson's a good quarterback in a grand scheme, but they it's just I don't think that it's what it needs to be. It's tough to play in Denver, but I think this is the year they do it, and they win in Denver. All right, they stay on the road. They stay out west. They go to. SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams. A lot of familiar faces out there in L.A., and I think the Browns want to show up, show out. They should have been piecing things together at this point. It'll be nice to be, you know, in December in a warm climate. I think the Browns take that one, too. All right, then they come home against a team that got a playoff win last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one feels like it 
shouldn't be, but I feel like there's if there's not just one, there's two goose eggs. Just just they lay, lay an egg, and I think the Jaguars are the team that they I could see them. I feel like it should be a win, but I'm going to give him a realistic answer and give him a loss, but it's, it shouldn't be a loss, but it's one that just gets away from him. And you're like, Oh my gosh, how did that happen? Kind of a bummer <laughs> to piss you off game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they stay at home against Justin Fields and the Chicago bears. This one. I think they, they win this one. The bears will play them tough. I think, but I I'll give the Browns this win. It should be cold. Right. It should be gross. <laughs> Favors both teams. All right, Deshaun Watson back to Houston at Houston against the Texans. Big win. Big win. All right, two more. Thursday night football against the yeah. all the darlings of the NFL, the ayahuasca-fueled New York Jets. Yeah. This one's gonna be hard. This one's gonna I think this one's gonna be a hard game. At home. At home. I'm gonna give the Browns the win. But it's Ooh. not gonna be easy. And I and I think that that's going to be at this point of the season, we'll be getting close to, you know, we're, we're going to be where we're figuring out, are they going to make it? Can they win? I think this might be a very big, important win for them. And I think they'll play it. I'll play them. I'll play them. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be tough though. That's going to be one of those games where you're going to be glued to it. I think. So Cameron, just so you know, this at going into the last week of the season, you've got the Cleveland Browns 11 and five. Yeah. Heading into the into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, eleven and five. We're talking about playoffs coming up at this point. What are your thoughts on the final game against the Bengals? Yeah, I think they lose this one. I think they lose this one, but I don't know that it matters. This is like one of those ones where it, it could get them in, and my answer would change once I saw how this actual the season went. I think they would play them pretty tough if it game on the line if they if they lost to the Jets. They could beat the Bengals. If they beat the Jets, I think they lose to the Bengals. But I do think that this this one's the loss. They lose in Cincinnati. And that's where I'm at. Cameron Justice, you've got the Browns 11 and 6. Is that we every know you got to run this every year. I think I, I got to go back and look. I, I know I don't. Yeah, it's it's pretty common. <laughs> and it's a pretty 11 common games number. every season because that's what I pick every year. Yeah, we've been right on that every year. They are a consistent 11-game winner. In our hearts, they're 11-6 and six every year. I don't know about that. I, I feel it this year. That. All right, all right. Cameron Justice, <laughs> incredible Browns insight. I do want to – we've got to let you go. Just want to make sure you get to, to your thing you got to get to. Uh, but noted Cade York fan, Cameron Justice. <laughs> 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 now, we really appreciate you coming on. We'll come back. Let's check back in soon to go over the rest of this, get a little bit more detail. Uh, but go take care of what you got to take care of. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Please do. The second you guys invite me back in here, I'm in here and I'll explain all of my crazy answers and, and maybe I'll, uh, I'll tack on another loss or another win, depending on the more I look at it. We'll see. <laughs> you still spent a, an hour with us. So we really appreciate you for that. We love you as a friend of the show. And uh, we look forward to all the big things you're going to do through Brown season as well. We'll catch up to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Cheers guys. Thanks so much. Cheers, Cheers Kevin. All right. Oh, God, nobody wants to see me right off the bat. Uh, so Cameron Justice, first of all, thanks, Cameron. We know you guys all loved having her on. Uh, she sent us a little message there that said, hey, something came up, and she was really sorry, but she had to take off. No big deal. Uh, we got Cameron's last few games, but let's bring it back to the schedule game, and let's have us finish it. Uh, so we are almost halfway through the season here, and we've got the Arizona Cardinals. Cameron gave us a win. It's in Cleveland. Joey. Man, this, this team – was 
originally you thought that this could be a future dynasty of the NFL with the way Kyler was playing in his first couple years in the NFL. Uh, this team is just not, not it at all. Uh, they, they are in shambles. Uh, this is an easy win for the Browns. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot cam gone. So I, I, I don't have a, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, yeah, like Joey said, this team is decimated. I mean, Buda Baker is is Buda Baker is 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 like the only person left on that team. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the Browns are going to win this one real easy, seventeen fourteen. Let's go. God, seven, I, I love all these. I'll, Chad, the Browns are going to run away with it, seventeen fourteen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Two touchdowns, yeah. Arizona. Yeah, I don't know how you can pick Arizona in Cleveland in this game. Uh, I I don't see it. I don't. They, there's just nobody. I don't know who makes plays for them. I don't. I don't know who makes plays. I don't know how they score offensively. Uh, and I'll take the Browns in this uh, all day, every day, easy. All right, Joey, Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I uh, I, I I have a tough uh, a tough time thinking that they won't split with the Ravens. And I think this is a loss uh, only contingent on a healthy Lamar. If Lamar is healthy at this point in the season, I think it's a loss. I, I think if, uh, if, if, if he gets injured, then obviously we're going Browns on this one, but uh, kind of like Cameron said, I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot more uh, tape on the Browns at this point. There's going to be a better game plan uh, against the Browns. Um, and uh you know, they just, they, they have a lot of weapons. Um, and I'm curious to see what this offense looks like. It sounds like it's going to be a much more pass heavy offense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to get this one to the Ravens. Yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I said before, I said earlier that the Browns play better against a Baltimore, usually in Baltimore. And, you know, I think this is the Browns win, uh, for the season against Baltimore. I think, that uh again i mean but despite the new look ravens offense i think this uh you know i think lamar still has a lot to prove as a passer and i think that the, the browns defense is going to expose this so uh yeah uh, browns are going to win this one uh I, I don't know 42 to 12 yeah i'm all for a uh split with baltimore i think baltimore is going to be found i th- i think there's a chance there's two games this season with the browns and the ravens that Remind you, remember that very fun game they played the Baltimore? This game actually, where Lamar had to go poop. Yeah, uh, but it was just back and forth the whole time. It was touchdown after touchdown. It was answer after answer. Uh, I think there could be two games against the Ravens like that this year. But I am with Chad. I think the Browns. I gave them a loss the first time uh, against the Ravens in Cleveland. I am. Uh, I'm happy to see the uh, the the Cleveland Browns go into Baltimore and take a win again. <laughs> Uh, against the Ravens in Baltimore. So, so you're thinking, so you're thinking uh, four field goals too for, for the Ravens? <laughs> yeah, just straight field goals. That's, <laughs> That's <it>. sweet. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and Kate York's going to have five field goals. This will be the Kate <laughs> yeah. York game. Yeah. Uh, all right, Browns at home against Tiny Hands, Kenny, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joey. It ain't the year for Pittsburgh. It ain't the year for Pittsburgh. It's, it's tough to say that against uh, a Mike Tomlin coach team, but uh, I think the Browns have their number this year. I, I think they win this just easily, just an absolute slaughter. Yeah. Like I said before, I'm not sold on Kenny. I mean, the Steelers do still have a, a pretty good defense, but 
man, oh man, with all the weapons now that at Deshaun's uh, disposal, and by I mean by this time, I mean what is this week twelve? Is that is that what we're in here at this point in the schedule? Right, guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, one, uh, two, yep. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah. eleven. Week eleven. Oh, yeah, week eleven. I mean, at this point in the season, I mean Deshaun's going to be real comfortable. The offense is going to be in a nice rhythm, pending that they all stay healthy. I, I, I think the Browns win this one going away. Uh, you go, just going away, thirty-five, nothing. Let's go. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, I think this is the most disappointing game of the year for the Browns. Okay. Cool. Uh, I don't think the Steelers are very good. Cool. I don't like the Steelers. I don't. I'm just, I'm looking for one game on this schedule because every team has it. And, you know, you can sit there and pick it, but every team has that one game on the schedule where you went, how did they lose? I think the Steelers are going to be pretty good defensively. I think their line is going to be tough. I think you've got good defensive backs. Uh, I don't like their offense at all. I don't, I, I just think this could be the poop game for the Browns. I think this could just be the, the, what are we doing out there? We're making mistakes. We're not getting Chubb going. We're not getting the offense, the running game going. The pass offense doesn't look great. To me, this is the clear game on the schedule that I think this one's prime for a disappointment. I don't love that I feel that way uh, about a Steelers game, but I'm going to give the Browns a loss in this one. You, you know, you know, you know the Steelers are going to go like nine and eight this year, right? <laughs> like, right, like you right. know they're probably going to go nine and eight, away. ten and seven. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think the Steelers are going to be worse than people expect this year. But I also could just this to me is the game that just stands out as could be the the, the get them game for the Browns. So now we head on <laughs> out to Denver <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. And we have got a whole new situation. We got Sean Payton. Yeah. We've got what sounds like a revitalized Russell Wilson. Uh, we've we got all kinds of line. Uh, re- yeah, we've got controversy. We've got Sean Payton calling Nathaniel Hackett the worst coach that's ever lived or whatever he said about him. All kinds of drama out there, but it's Browns. It's it's Broncos. It's in Denver. Joey, what do you think about this one? Man, I I have such a hard time that Russell Wilson will be as bad as he was last year, like thinking that he will just come out and lay a complete goose egg this season. I, I don't know if, if there's been enough time for this new system to gel. I, I At this point in the season, I think this is another Browns win. It will probably be low scoring because we never throw big numbers in Denver. Um, but I, I think we pull a win out of here. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> Why I have always no- sound surprised when it's your turn, Jay. I have nothing to. Ba- I, I have nothing to base this off of, but I just, I, I just have a hunch that the Broncos are going to be turned around this year. I mean, between Sean Payton, like I said, he's going to have more protection this year. Uh, you, you know, the the scheme that Sean Payton runs is a very quarterback friendly scheme. I mean, you saw it for years. I just, I, for, I just have a hunch that this team is going to be a lot better this year. So I, I, I think this is a loss for the Browns. I think this is going to be a loss. Nine six. <laughs> <laughs> high powered uh i'm i'm gonna say the same thing chad i think this is gonna be a tough little stretch for the browns i think they're gonna start well i mean we, we were at a point where i think i had them seven and two on the season so things are going pretty well for the browns i think they take a bump against the steelers 
And then I think they go out to Denver and I'm with you, Chad. I think this is going to be a better Broncos team. I think they had a weird year last year. I think they had a really bad year last year. I do not think they're going to do that again. You still got guys like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. You've got a great offensive line. And I think Russell Wilson bounces back. I'm going to give the Broncos the win. Uh, and I'm going to have the Browns losing two in a row here, kind of middle of the season. Uh, after this, they stay out West and they face the blank stares of Sean McVay and a LA Rams team that, um, <laughs> Oh God, it's going to be real weird out there for the LA Rams. Uh, let's see what we think about this one, Joe. Yeah. I, I have no idea on this one, to be honest. I, I, I just feel like that team is, is aging. That's just not the same Rams team. You have Matthew Stafford, if you can stay healthy, uh, I really like what Stenson Bennett has done so far in the preseason and the one game, but like, he looked pretty good out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you know, if he's in there, honestly, that, that might be a different story. Um, this kind of feels, this is the one I have a weird feeling about as a random loss. I cannot say why I feel like we should win this game, but um, yeah, I just feel like there's like some weird shit that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know this this Rams team like sucks but they're they're, exactly they're 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 revamping but they still got some like good players who can make plays like I mean they still got you know the 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 best defensive tack one of the best defensive tack interior defensive lineman of all time and Aaron Donald so that could cause Chubb some problems but I I think the Browns maybe squeak this one out but this could go either way for this this could go either way uh, you know, being out west for this long, uh, yeah, the I, I don't know. I'll say the Browns win. Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, you know, thirteen to thirteen to six and a half. <laughs> Fifty-two to it's a, it's a seven. Yeah, uh, I I I think the Browns slaughter the Rams. I think this is the bounce back. I and I, and when I look at the schedule, I can just I I see this right. That's my actual score, score, by the way. <laughs> okay, that's fair. The you slaughter, the slaughtering, not the thirteen to six and a half. Uh, fair, fair, fair. Uh, you get a, in my schedule, you have an emotional big win in Baltimore. You follow it up with a dud against the Steelers. You go out and you lose in Denver in a, in what I think is going to be a tough game. Uh, I think again, I don't think the Rams, I like Matthew Stafford a lot, but he's no younger and he's coming off an injury. And I don't know what I expect out of him or anybody on that offense, to be honest. Uh, cause I don't even know who's on that offense anymore. Defensively, you still got to deal with guys like Aaron Donald, uh, but I, in my opinion, I think the uh, the Browns absolutely destroy the Rams out in L.A. You got to deal with AJ three. <laughs> so just throw it deep because guys will be open out there. Yeah. Uh huh. John Johnson's out there. Just chuck it out there. Everybody's open. Uh, all right. So three wins, uh, all four wins, if you count Cameron. Uh, and so now that moves us on back home. I think this candidate for one of the games of the year. Yeah. Uh, because the Jacksonville Jaguars coming into Cleveland, like I said, when we were talking to Cameron, they won a playoff game last year. Now they've got the addition of good players, uh, specifically Calvin Ridley, uh, who is back from his situation. Uh, and everybody says he's looking awesome. Uh, they got a pretty high powered offense. Uh, they've got a good defense. Uh, this should be a really, really good game. Joe, Jacksonville, Cleveland, in Cleveland. Yeah, I, th- I think 
Calvin Ridley is just such a massive upgrade to that receiver room. I mean, they Trevor Lawrence was doing a lot with a little last year. He's got a really, really stud of a wide receiver now. Um, this this game reminds me of of that game the Browns played against the Chargers a couple years back, where it was like 48-42, and it was just an absolute shootout. Uh, I think the Browns come on top on this one, though. I think that they're they're you know getting to the heart of December with this game. Uh, you got playoffs on the horizon. Uh, we're playing for something at this point of the season. I, I think that they come out victorious here. Yeah, this one is actually a really tough one for me. Uh, I mean, the Jaguars have a lot of expectations and a, and a lot of momentum going into this season. Yeah, last year didn't end the way they, want, they wanted it to, but there's, I mean, you've got Calvin Ridley returning, which is only going to add to that offense this year. Doug Peterson is it, it has been a, a, a just w- did wonders with this team uh, after yeah. that debacle, uh, the Urban Meyer debacle. I just, I, I mean, I, I, I think the Browns, uh, I think the Jags win this one in a shootout. You know, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you know, I don't know, 26 to 23. That's a lie. 36. That feels like a real score. 36 to 33. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, no, come on. Stop that. Uh, I think after the game against the Rams out West, I think this is where the Browns are at their most confident of the year because they faced, in my scenario, they faced a little slide. They overcame it. They got a big win on the road. I love what I think this game could be. I think this is a humongous test for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, But in Cleveland, later in the season, cold weather, all that, I think the Browns make a statement with a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Which then takes us to Chad's other favorite team, Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I don't think there's much to say. I mean, I I think, you know, the Bears defense might play as tough, I guess. I I just don't see this offense of the Bears, you know, having any traction against this Browns defense if the Browns defense is healthy at this point of the season. Um, You know, Justin Fields, uh, you know, he he has a lot to prove this season. I I think – with the addition of DJ Moore, I think, you know, it gives him a nice option. Uh, but I, I just don't know if he makes that step that you need to see out of somebody in his position to really be uh, a prolific passer. I think that uh, it's just going to be a, a slaughter. Browns win, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a lot of high hopes for Justin Fields this year, especially a lot of people in the fantasy world making him a top five quarterback <laughs> at, in their projections this year. Um, I, I, I do, however, I mean, they, the, the Bears spent a lot of money this offseason for defensive help and offensive line help. So that it's a completely revamped def- offensive line. It's a completely revamped defense. So I, I think this Bears team... <sighs> I, I'm not going to say that their offense is 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 going to be a lot better. Um, it's going to be a little bit better, but it's 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 not going to be a lot better. And I, I think I think the Bears defense holds tough in this one, but I think the Browns still win this one. Um, I'm going to give the Browns a loss here. There we go. Okay, I'm, I'm um, cool with that too. I'm totally I, cool with that. Again, it's not because I think the bears are a better team. It's just, again, the ebbs and flow of the season. You come off a 
big win. I mean, I feel like that if the schedule plays out and the Browns are a winning football team and Jacksonville, I'd imagine is going to be a winning football team. Jacksonville comes into Cleveland. They're amped. They're hyped up. They are ready to go against the Jaguars. They get a win. The bears come in. And I think it could just be a sneaky Justin Fields, DJ Moore game. And I, and, and not even so much that I think the bears could win this game with 17 points. I think the Browns may just be sluggish in this game after coming off the high from the last week. So I'm going to give the Browns a loss in this game, which again, I did not necessarily think I was going to do. Uh, All right. On to a game that I don't know that people talk about anymore. Everybody wanted to talk about it last year, but I don't know that anybody cares anymore. Other than here in Ohio, we get to watch a former Ohio state quarterback, CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. In Houston, uh, again, very late in the season, Joey. Um, I don't think Damian Pierce can single-handedly win this game for the Texans, and I don't know who they would throw the ball to. I can't name a single receiver around the Texans. Uh, this is, uh, I think, another pretty easy win. I, I think you can maybe get some guys some rest here. Yeah, I don't I know think if you do that in week 15, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this, this, you know, we're going to sit our starters. It's fine. <laughs> this is going to be a blow, this is going to be a blowout win. I mean, I, I just nothing to it. I mean, the Texans are are rebuilding right now. I think I think at this point in the season, Stroud's going to be playing better, but I just I, I don't see the Texans coming anywhere close in this game against the Browns. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think this is I don't I I think. Um, I think of the rookie quarterbacks, and it sounds like the three top guys are all going to start for their teams, Young and Stroud and Richardson. I think Richardson has a chance to make the most immediate impact in the league. I think Stroud's going to have some struggles um, only because I, I just I, I don't know how well the offense he played in at Ohio State is going to translate into the NFL right off the bat. Um, and I think NFL defenses are just so much better than what he's used to. So uh, I, I don't think the Texans have – anything at all that's going to put up a fight with the Cleveland Browns. I think they absolutely destroy CJ Stroud. I think there's a lot of sacks that happen in this game for the Browns defense. No, they have Robert Which, Woods. So that's good for, he's a guy. No, he's, he's, he's a he'll have one good. He'll have one good fantasy game this year. Yeah. He might, you might catch a 10 yard slam route. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, week 17 Cleveland Browns at home. Thursday night football against the New York Jets. Is. Look how high he is. Joey. <laughs> um, it's an interesting I I I really like the pickup of Dalvin Cook uh, that was announced yesterday. I, I think that's a that's a huge, huge upside uh for the Jets. I mean, that's just a massive player to land. Um, assuming he stays healthy this year. Um man, I, I don't I'm not confident in Aaron Rodgers staying healthy all year. Um, I, I think that this team is way overhyped. I think they'll be good, but I think they'll be a, a nine and eight type team this year. Um, especially in, in they have an incredibly strong division that they're they're fighting in too. Um uh, I, uh, the, I think the Browns win this one. I I I I want to say it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's uh, it's a lot of wins, I know, but like uh, Woo. Yeah. I'm going to give the Browns a loss on this one. 
I just I never trusted on a short week. And I think this I think this Jets team is going to be just electric to watch this year. I know I know that's a lot to say with Rodgers and the year he had last year. But I think in this in this offense, he's back with Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to be already going to be comfortable. I think the skill position players around him are are going to do well. And I I just I, I think this is a loss for the Browns. Um, I, man, I love, I love this. I love this game because I think it's got playoff implications for both teams. Yeah. I think it matters for both teams. I think it's two crazed fan bases that are going to be wild and having a good time. I love everything about this. And I love that it's on, I, I, it's like a premier game on Thursday night football. Right. But man, the Browns don't lose on Thursday night football. Browns don't lose on Thursday nights. Even when the Browns were trash, they were good on Thursday nights. The That's Browns true. are taking care of business on Thursday night football, white out helmets and jerseys and all that again, this time at home against the Jets. I think it's going to be a great game. I think, you know, I don't know that I would say the Jets are overhyped. I mean, Sauce Gardner's the real deal, man. That that oh, dude, I think, might be the best cornerback in the NFL for a long time. Garrett uh, Wilson, I love. That defense is awesome. I don't like anything about Aaron Rodgers, but he's still a good quarterback. Uh, I love yeah. this matchup. I think it's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be fun. I think the dog pound if that's still a thing because they put like corporate seats at the front of the dog pound, which is the dumbest shit I have ever what? seen. Yeah. Oh, there's like recliners at the front of the dog pound and shit. Oh, now it's off. Uh, uh, or beer on them. But I think the place is going to be rocking. I think it's going to be wild Thursday night. It, it, it's going to be cold. It's going to be amazing. Give me a win for the Cleveland Browns. Give me Mike, a win for the Mike, team. Mike, 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 the Browns are 10 and 11 on on Thursday night football. So yeah, how does how does that winning how does that winning percentage stack up against the rest of the twenty fucking three years or four years that they've been back? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's way higher. It's almost undefeated if you look at it that it's, way. It's way higher. All right, let me look that up. I'm going to Google it real quick. You guys go on. Yeah, listen. Give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. Uh, that takes us to the final week of the season, week eighteen. And it's the Browns against the Kitty Cats again to wrap things up for this season. Joey. Hey, 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 um, hey Mike. I, yeah, go on, Chad. What, Chad? Oh, uh, there's way more teams that have way more wins on Thursdays than the Browns do. <laughs> hey, Chad. Chad? Yeah. Is that what you think I said? Uh, yeah. No, do you, Chad, maybe listen this time. Hold on, hold on. Let's a I little listening listen. exercise. There's no listening comprehension. I said the Browns winning percentage on Thursday nights is way higher than the Browns winning percentage any other time over the last 20 some oh, years. Oh, oh, I got you, got you, got you. Yeah, okay. That's what I said. You know I don't listen to you. <laughs> Shut up. All right, All right. Joey, Browns <laughs> Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, week 17 in Cincinnati. Uh, look, I, I have the Browns at a really good record at this point. <laughs> oh, <And> do you? <laughs> oh yeah, I do baby. And let me tell you, I think we're sitting pretty with a playoff spot and I think we're resting guys here. I think for that reason alone, I'm getting them a loss. If they're playing hey, for something, the Browns are winning this game. Well, I'll, I'll say that, but I, I think because of, 
how I've set the schedule, I think that we're losing. Again, the, I mean, the, the Browns have the Bengals number. I mean, I can't. Uh, yeah. Uh, when when the Bengals beat the Browns last year, there was all kinds of injuries. They weren't themselves. I mean, they were playing all kinds of backups. The Bengals just they, they suck against Joe Burrow uh, or they suck against against the Browns. So it's just and this is I, I feel like this is going to be a confident Browns team going in. Uh, like you said, I mean, go, even going into Thursday night football, they're going to be riding high. I think uh, that, yeah, th- this is another huge game for them. And I think the Browns come away with it. Right. Okay. So I, I had fun with this one because I'm going back and forth. I don't think, I don't think, even though I've got the Browns with a good record at the end, I don't think this is wrapped up. I mean, I think the Bengals are going to have a good record. I think the Ravens are going to have a good record. I, again, I think, I don't think Steelers are going to have a good record, but I think this is the best division in football. And I think the Browns join that party finally this year and become a part of the best division in football and a part of the reason it's the best division in football. I think they got to get, I think they're going to have to get this game for a reason, whether it's a home field advantage situation or whether it's whatever, whatever it is, whether it's to win the division, I think the Browns are going to have to win this game. And because of that, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Browns. I'm taking the Browns. I, I, I felt like it was too easy to sit back and say, well, I'm going to give them a loss here because ah, they should have playoffs wrapped up. I think this game's going to mean something. I think they're going to need it. And, and frankly, I don't think the Browns have had enough success where they should under any circumstance, well, not, I shouldn't say any circumstance, but where they should be resting players going into the playoffs that you got to be ready and you got to be playing all the way through because you've never done it before. And you're not ready to go for the playoffs. And so I'm giving the Browns the win. I think they, this is going to mean something, and I think they're going to be fired up for it. Cool. So that is the Cleveland Browns schedule game. Give me one second here. We got 11-5, wow. 11-6. No, not even close. So Cameron, with 11-6, and six, has the Browns she was the most pessimistic about the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what's wrong with us? Jesus Christ. I, I, really, oh, I, no. I, just, I just wanted to make those scores just to be a day. <laughs> Here's the fun thing. I was the second most pessimistic about the Browns. Nice. Having yeah. them go 12 and 5. Let's go. 12 and 5. P.S. Bandito in the comments, uh, you're up in the fantasy draft. So what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, uh joey and chad chad has the browns losing at home against baltimore at home against the 49ers yeah on the road against denver five to to two that's a close game and at home against the jets chad has the browns going 13 and four and joey has the browns losing at home against cincinnati at home against san francisco at home against or i'm sorry at baltimore and then he has them going on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What's that? Wait, one, two, hey, three, the Rams. four, five, six, seven. Missed the Rams. You missed the Rams. You picked them to win. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. To win. No, I didn't. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I must have wrote that down wrong. All right. Yeah. That so was Joe, my you also game. Have, Joe, you also have them at 12 and five. Chad is the eternal optimist. Chad has them going at 13 and four with some of the wildest scores 
Super You've ever heard in your life. I yeah, I'm not sprinkling in a, 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 I'm not sprinkling in a 10 game win streak after the bye week. <laughs> <laughs> you were right there. You were right there. I nah, you got sprinkling one loss in there, you know? Listen, I, I, I know it's, it, uh, we finish this every year and I, I look at the schedule and I go, okay, where are the Browns going to lose eight games? And if the Cleveland Browns are what they are saying that they are, if that defensive line with the addition of Shelby Harris and, and Dalvin Tomlinson and Siaki Ika and Obo Ekaronko and, and, and Zadarius Smith, that is a whole new unit. If they're good, if JOK is healthy and bigger, he is bigger than he was, and they can get moderate linebacking play, if Juan Thornhill is what we thought JJ3 was, if uh, if you get the, the evolution of if Greg Newsom figures out how to start picking off passes and Denzel stays healthy and Grant Delpit and Martin Emerson, that defense is going to rock and roll all season long under Jim Schwartz. Like I, I firmly believe, I firmly believe the Cleveland Browns have a, I, I'm, a, I'm going to say top three defense, not a top oh, five yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they are a top three defense if those guys all rock and roll. Yeah. Offensively, it's a, it's about Deshaun Watson. We know Nick Chubb is going to be awesome. Sure. We know Amari Cooper's good. We know Elijah Moore is a pretty good player if he, if he looks on the field the way he does in practice we have to see the evolution of a guy named david Najoku. we have to see what donovan peoples jones can turn into i still think there are some questions offensively but this all of this everything here is about deshaun watson Mm -hmm. if deshaun watson is the guy that they brought him in to be these records 11 and 6, 12 and 5, 13 and 4 are very much in play. And that is the key. That is the key. I have a fun question. Go on. Not fun. Kind of pessimistic, but like realistic. <laughs> uh, like you you don't get to week 17 without somebody going down or somebody dealing with a nagging injury, right? For sure. What's one star player on either side of the ball that we could afford to have? injured not that we would but like got injured but would not impact the trajectory star player anthony walker because he's always injured okay so star player has weird definitions no yeah uh Um, yes it does you see where i'm going with it though right yeah i i see i just you know i i yeah, I think Preston, the first name that, that came to mind was Darius Smith because you have Obo or Okoronkwa sitting there and you've got other pass rushers. Um, I think you could take, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, but I think you could take a loss in the secondary, one loss and be okay. Mm-hmm. If you had to put Martin Emerson in and you still have depth there, I think you're okay. Uh, offensively, I don't think there's a, a lot of room for a loss. Especially on the offensive line. Uh, offensive line running back would be disastrous. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, and I even think wide receivers disaster. Like you can't lose Amari Cooper. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think trajectory wise, uh, like an injury to David Njoku wouldn't affect the team all that much, even though he, uh, that that's not to take anything away from him. He's an incredibly good blocking tight end. I just yeah. don't know if he's taken the step 
to be the yeah. elite tight end yet. He's not. But, a star. He's not a star. Yeah, I, I I I think it's a great question, Joe. But I again, we all were very optimistic here. But I don't I don't I don't think they can take especially long injuries. If you know, mm-hmm. Rocky Balboa just said in the comments, Denzel, you know, he's good for a game or two usually. Sure, you can handle a game or two. Yeah, you can't handle ten games. You can't handle ten games. Yeah. So, yeah, they got to stay healthy, but. No team goes through the, the season entirely healthy. You can't lose Deshaun Watson. You can't lose Nick Chubb. You can't lose Amari Cooper. And that offensive line, I do think, I, I think there's decent depth on the offensive line. I think better than what people think. But, man, health is going to play a role. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They have to stay healthy if they're going to be successful because the depth is very questionable on this roster. Yep. So that's it, guys. That's the Brown schedule game. Again, uh, sorry, I know we had Cameron on and she sent us a message that said something was going on and she had to take off uh, unexpectedly. So hope everything is going all right with Cameron, but she'll come back on with us. She's she's the best. We love her, having her as a friend of the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're just a, a few weeks off, guys. Yeah, uh, we got Thursday night. This preseason games and let's go Thursday night. No starters are going to be playing in the preseason game against the Eagles. So we're going to learn about some of the depth guys that they're going to rely on. Great. Um, Great. Otherwise uh, we're a few weeks off and it's Brown's Bengals time. And it's this episode every year that really gets me excited. So I'm pumped. I see you. Uh, I see you. Boys. Yeah. It moved. Any final bit. thoughts? Any final thoughts? Of course it did. Uh, any final thoughts before we get into our three cheers of the week? No, not even the asshole. I mean, some dude wipes and you're ready for the season. Let's go. You know what? I'm not doing asshole the week. We're doing positives here. We're we're keeping it positive wow. with the Brown schedule game. I mean, some dude. Not going to call out Wander Franco. Okay, all right. Oh God. Oh God. We don't have to. Uh, I don't, don't want to oh, end on that note, so we can skip that. No, no. Yeah, let's not. Uh, so let's, guys. <laughs> let's stay on a positive note, uh, and let's do our three cheers of the week before we get out of here. Uh, Joey, kick us off. Yeah, I'll I'll go second. Chad, kick <laughs> us off. I, yeah, I had Mike. they had the asshole lined up. I got to tra- change my thought. <laughs> I'm sorry, you had what? <laughs> yeah, never mind. Just had the on. asshole lined up. Uh, listen, uh, mine. I'm gonna stay Browns. I'm gonna stay Browns related. Uh, I think this is dramatically overblown. I think, uh, but I think the excitement and the fun of it is great. I literally stranded myself at Cleveland Brown Stadium uh, on Friday of last week because I wanted to see this guy play. Uh, DTR. Yeah. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson is my cheer of the week only because uh, out of nowhere, he's provided excitement in these preseason games. And frankly, he's giving you a little hope that there is a, there's a good solid backup on the roster in case something happens to Deshaun Watson. Again, I think it's overblown. I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson is quite as good as he maybe is looking in these relatively easier game setting situations. I think if you were putting them out there against starting defenses in the NFL, things wouldn't quite look the same with DTR. That's not the point though. The point is he's getting people excited for the third quarter of a random preseason game. When these games seem to matter less than they ever have before. So there's a buzz about this guy. uh, And he was nowhere on anybody's radar before the draft for the Browns. And he's starting, as Rocky Balboa points out, he's starting this week against the Eagles. 
Uh, and so he's making a name for himself in and out of the building. My cheers goes to Dorian Thompson Robinson. Nice. Next. Nice. Chad. Uh, uh, I'm going to cheers my trade offer to Joey. It was a very fair trade offer. Uh, it was, I mean, I mean, think people should have really considered it, but you know, we're past the point now, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm also going to cheers my, my current fantasy team, because I feel like even without a third and fourth round pick, I'm still in a pretty decent spot. So good job, me. Good job. Me. Yeah. That was, a, that was the worst cheer of the week ever. I'm, no, I'm, you're I'm not. Taking <laughs> All right, fine. No, I'm going to cheers. Uh, uh, I want to cheers the Guardians and their young studs of pitchers that have been Bybee. a bright spot in an incredibly dull season. Bybee and uh, like Gavin Williams. Like this is this is the kind of stuff that like you know it's it's been a horrible season. God, they're so but bad. to be excited about people that uh, are going to make a big pig impact on the team over the next couple of years, like, you know, we, we kind of had that surge with Clevenger and Plesak and Savali when they were coming up. And when they all left and the start of the season began, it was pretty abysmal of what we were getting from that team. And so uh, it's nice to have some, some entertaining pitchers to watch in an otherwise very underwhelming team. All right, I'll yeah, cheers right. high school football. Fine. You know what? Hey. It's, it's our first broadcast this Friday. I'm always pumped about that season starting. Mike and I are going to be on WEOL, uh, AM 930 and WEOL.com. Uh, also download the mobile app. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be calling Buckeye a Cloverleaf this week, everyone. So if you haven't gotten enough of us, uh, I'm sure we'll post the link. Listen to us, man. High school football kicks off this week. Let's go. I'm so excited. I'm so. This is one of my favorite times of the year, Friday nights hanging out at the local high school football stadiums. Chad and I cover a lot of games down in Medina County. It's going to be some great football down there. And game one is Friday night. I am so pumped to be on the call with Chad on that one. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to get down there. So good. You one, guys Chad. got your guys beers of the games picked out yet? Hell yeah. I'm just going to show up with a six pack and <laughs> it's going to be hammered by the end of the night. <laughs> We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I promise we won't do that. I don't want it. I don't want to. I don't want to get a phone call. You thought from, about like, it. Yes, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you thought about it for a second. It was a hey, joke. Listen, if you want to hang out with Chad and I a little more, just weol.com. Come hang out with us, Cloverleaf Buckeye, this Friday night. All right, boys, let's get out of here. What a great episode. This one flew by. The Brown schedule game always does. It was fun to go through this. It'll be very fun to see how the Browns are able to respond to whatever adversity gets placed in front of them. And if this is finally the year that we're not just talking about them being the off season uh, uh, title winners, but they actually can carry that into the season. So we'll see what happens, but let's send out our thank yous. Our first and a uh, huge thank you goes out to Cameron justice. Cameron was on with us for the first hour of the show. Uh, we really appreciate her coming on talking about the Browns giving us some insight uh, from camp and playing the schedule game with us. We love her. Go follow her online at Cami justice and check her out on channel five here in Cleveland. Uh, our next thank you goes out to all of you guys that joined us, uh, whether it was live here tonight and you joined in on the conversation, you guys were awesome in the chat. You guys were fantastic. 
or whether you're checking us out later on uh, wherever you get your podcasts or on demand. We love you. We thank you. Uh, and uh, you guys, uh, you guys make this so fun for us. So thank you for the support as always. And a big shout out also goes out to the OBR, the OBR with great Browns coverage. Uh, you're going to have OBR weekly tomorrow night. We're going to do a post game show on Thursday after the Browns game. So check that out and all kinds of Browns coverage all throughout the season. So make sure you're tuned in to the OBR. That's going to do it for episode 176. The Cleveland Browns again. If we're right, we got double digit wins, no matter what happens coming this year. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. And uh, we will talk to you again next week for episode 177 for Joey in Nashville for chat on the East side of Cleveland. I'm Michael Keefe. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the sport. And until next week, cheers, everybody. Cheers.